Stand up, stand up for Jesus. And you will be helping us with this. First of all, we want somebody to represent a king. It should be, maybe you'll represent the king. Thank you. <laughs> then, that's just right. Then we would like someone who thinks you can act awfully big to represent an image. All right, suppose it's you. Thank you. And he'll come here and he'll stand so boastfully because he's going to be a great big image, all of gold. So when we have him do it, he's going to just, oh, like this, see? Look, see? Look, that's it. That's good. All right, then until we get ready, he'll sit. All right, then we're going to have, we're going to have three young men. My, how can we choose with all of them being so nice? Suppose, hard. suppose just for that, suppose we take this young man with a green sweater. You, that's it. <laughs> that's you. That's you. And we'll take the one way over there, way over there. And we'll take you. And you are going to stand about here, right about here. Right about there. That's right. That's right. Now, there's some features of this that are almost laughable. And we have the right to laugh. But we want you to know that there's also a part that's, that's, that's sacred. So, but we're limited in speech. So these three young men, when they get into a fire, we've got to have somebody represent Jesus. And I've been thinking that maybe somebody to represent Jesus ought to be tall and feminine. And at the proper time, she would walk in the furnace with them. Wouldn't that be nice? And that's the best we can do because we don't, we don't have Jesus himself. You'll understand, we're not trying to be sacrilegious, but we want uh, people to know what it's all about. All right. Now, look at this king. Look at him now. Look as arrogant as you can. Oh, yes, that's it. Yeah, and, and way straightened up and have your fists out like this. That's it. That's, oh, that's it. That's it. Now, you are building a great big image. Daniel had told you that there are going to be four great kingdoms. One of gold, one of silver, one of brass, and one of iron. And he said your kingdom was just the gold, but after you there are going to be four or three others, and you don't like it. So you've made an image all of gold to represent, and here it is. And can you just shove over just a little bit? This is an image all of gold. And you're calling people from all over the country that they must worship that which represents you. So can you, that's it, look at, that's it, that's good. Mm, mm, that's good. And as the music starts, and there's going to be some music here, as the music starts, all the rest of you, when he raises his hand, all of you are to kneel down to this except to three. That's it. When the, when he raise, after the music goes a little ways, he'll raise his hand, then you all are to... You don't have to kneel, just do this. Just this. See? All right. So here goes our music. He said, when you hear the music, I want you all to bow down to my image that represents me. When he raises his hand, there goes up the hand. There goes.
सकता है But wait a minute. Everybody bows except three. And some of them who are bowing are peeking. You're peeking at them, see? And then you get up quickly. And you'll tell the king, the three, point to them. There are three that didn't bow. They stood up. And the king looks at these men and he walks over and he's sweet to them. He pats them. And he says, I'll give you one more chance. Pats each one of them. Give you one more chance. This time you're to bow down. And just at the time he does it, these young men look at him and they point their finger at him. That says, we will not worship you. We worship the God of heaven. And then he, they say, you don't have to give us another chance. You don't have to give us another chance. And then you become furious, furious, and you, and you, that's it, you, you, that's it, root, you, root, and you look mad, try to look mad, <clears throat> that's it, and you're saying, you're going in the fiery furnace now, right now, and so, the great big general of your army puts him right in that fire furnace, which is awfully close to them, he's going to move him right over that fiery furnace. Oh, don't you see the f flames going? See the flames going up? Look at the sulfur going at Oh, look at it going. And just about that time, the king sits down and, and you can edge way up from him. And he sits down and he looks and he sees not three, but he sees four. And it begins to scare him. And he calls on a couple of his generals. You come and you come. And, uh, and you both come right close to him. And he starts talking to you. And he's saying, didn't we put in just three? And there's four there. And, and they say, yeah, four. And he said, and look at the form of the fourth. It looks like, it looks like the one they've been talking about, like Jesus. What in the world are we going to? And then as he talks, he gets scared. And as he talks, his knees begin to shake. Want to get up just like that. That's just like that. And he says, and this is what he says. And he gets up, and his knees are still shaking. And he says this, Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego, come forth. That's good. And they come out of that fiery furnace as... Not, and, and then he has his men smell their garments. They'll go over and smell the garments. And they'll see. Not a bit of burned clothing. No clothing at all. And they come back and they report to the king. These men, not even their hair was singed. Did you smell their hair? <laughs> not even their hair was singed. They're all right. And then the king says... All of you people do what? Worship the God of Shadrach. Abednego. Thank you. You did beautifully. Thank you all. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. 
And after they sing that, I'm going to tell you a couple more stories. Thank you. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead, till every foe is vanquished. And Christ is Lord in me. Oh, that was lovely. Many years ago, my wife and I were missionaries down in the West Indies. And we found that there were those that would gang up on us. And we said we must prove true to the Lord. And all kinds of persecution came against us. I was preaching and some of the people began to scatter the most amazing rumors. They said, this man that is preaching here, he is a criminal. And he belongs in jail back in America. A couple of men were talking, another man was listening, they didn't know he was listening. And the, other man, and, and the one man said, if he's a criminal, how come that he got loose and is down here? And the first man said, they sent him down here instead of keeping him jail. And the other man said, well, he has a car. He has good clothing. If he's a criminal, how come that he has a nice car? And he's at large, has good clothing. And the other man said, eh, eh, I'll tell you why. John D. Rockefeller is his father-in-law. Now, those who... Remember, John D. Rockefeller was a billionaire. And to make their story seem credible, they had to make out that, that the only reason I was not in jail was because John D. Rockefeller was my father-in-law. And they kept on talking. The one talked the other. They said, uh, you know, something happens. They said, when you come to his meeting, he comes and he shakes his hand and he smiles. Beware of his handshake. He hypnotizes you when he shakes your hand. <coughs> the other said, eh, eh. But he said, the biggest trouble is he'll have a little card for you to sign. The trick is in the card. The trick is in the card. If you ever join and sign that card, you're bound to become a seven days. So they went and they talked and they gossiped and they carried on. And you know what? The more they talked and the more they gossiped and the more they carried on, the larger our audiences became. We had our place packed full. We had hundreds on the outside. They were listening and listening and began to fall in love with Jesus. And we said, isn't this wonderful? But we said to them, listen, when you stand up for Jesus, it'll make Satan as mad as the devil. Because he is a devil, right? And one young man who attend our meetings, he went back home and the devil entered his daddy. And the daddy took a big long knife and started chasing his son. And the son outran his dad and he came to church that Sabbath morning. <sighs> Pleasant singing, smiling. And we said, uh, how did you get here? I ran. What happened? 
Somebody else told us he wasn't whimpering. Daddy was trying to kill him. <laughs> and you know, another young man who was planning on baptism, when we had the baptismal service, his mother came down to the water. And she picked up two stones. And one of the neighbors said, what are these stones for? She said, when my son goes into the water to be baptized, one stone I'm going to throw at my son's head and kill him, and the other stone is going to be thrown at Coon's head, and I'm going to kill him. And she kept holding those stones. I baptized one person after another, one after another. She kept holding those stones. They got heavier and heavier. But her son was not baptized that day. That's how the Lord had have it. He was baptized a later, a couple of weeks later, when she wasn't there. But he had stood up for Jesus so strongly for the right that when he walked out of the, out of the water after his baptism, a voice was heard. There goes a child of God. That young man had stood against the gang. He'd stood up for Jesus so securely and had been so pure and so upright and so honest that the whole neighborhood knew he was a child of God. Like the three Hebrew children. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it a thrill to be able to stand for Jesus when people are persecuting you? You see, at that baptismal service, something, uh, something else wonderful happened. A lady who was very sick wanted to be baptized. But she said, Pastor Kuhn, if my feet touch cold water, I'll be sick unto death. And if my feet were, if I were all over in cold water, it would kill me. I said, Sister, don't you ever fear. When you stand up for Jesus and you're baptized as he commanded you, nothing bad will happen. She said, I can't walk but a few steps. I said, I'll back my car right up close to your house. So I backed the car up close to the house. The few steps she took from her house to that car caused her, as she claimed in the back seat, to have some kind of a, an attack. And as I was taking her on the road to the baptism, I said, oh, Lord, you told me. You commanded me to baptize, and you commanded her to be baptized. Dear Lord, don't let the devil take her life. And right away, she revived. We got down to the baptismal place on the, at the Caribbean Sea. She was looking better. We had a, a tent where the ladies changed up, another tent where the men changed up. I helped her in the tent. I baptized about 35 young people that day. But the waves of that Caribbean Sea were the most tempestuous. They must have been 20 feet tall. And I could only baptize as I would see the wave coming. And I'd come in just a little way. And then as I'd see the wave coming, I would baptize against the wave and it would cover. It was so, so dangerous. One young person misunderstood the direction in which we should go and we were both washed up on the shore. 2,000 people watching us. Not one person jeered. After I baptized the 35 young people, I walked up to this lady who was so sick. And to tell you the truth, I almost gave up. I said, would you rather wait until the, ocean, the sea is calmer? No, she said, I'll be baptized today. I took her down, and as we walked very slowly into the first part of the water, I said, Lord, Jesus stilled the old Sea of Galilee, and you commanded me to baptize. And you commanded her to be baptized. We're just doing what you told us to do. 
and she's standing up for Jesus, the idea. Do you mind, Lord, making this sea calm for her sake? And that sea settled down just like a lamb. It was the easiest person I baptized that day. Oh, I thank the Lord. Doesn't it pay to stand up for Jesus? I took her back to the tent. I said, now, after you've changed up, we'll take you to the big tent where we're going to invite them all, welcome them all into church. That afternoon, she said, no, I'll, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. I said, no, we'll, no, I'll find a way. That afternoon, as I walked into the big tent, I'd asked one of my assistants to have all these newly baptized people in one side of the tent and the others in the other. And as I stepped on the rostrum, I saw this lady, and she looked like the pink of health. I, and I just, before everybody, I said, Sister, you look wonderful. How did you get here? She said, I walked three miles. Before the baptism, she couldn't walk 100 feet. You walked the three miles? She said, yes, Pastor. Jesus healed me in the baptismal waters. Now, Jesus doesn't say to be baptized for healing, does he, Pastor? Never. But the Lord was so pleased. You know, when Jesus was baptized, the Father said, this is my beloved son. I'm well pleased. And he was so well pleased that he did the exceptional thing. I've seen other people healed in a baptismal pool. We never baptize for healing. But baptism is saying they are standing up for Jesus. People can laugh at them. They can ridicule them. They can make fun of them. But they'll still stand for Jesus as the Hebrew children. The day I was baptized was a wonderful day. I was nine years old. How many are nine or over? Nine years old. How many have been baptized, by the way? How many have already been baptized? Well, you have a wonderful day ahead of you. And as you're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know what it says? You know what it's saying? It's saying you're joining the family of God. Right. It doesn't mean you'll never make any more mistakes. Two hours after I was baptized, I had a fight with my brother on the Sabbath. I was terribly embarrassed for three reasons. One was it was the Sabbath. Another one was it was I had just been baptized. And the third reason I was embarrassed was he beat me up. <laughs> Did Jesus forgive me? Yes, I was just a babe in Jesus, you see. I had to grow up. I don't fight with my brother anymore. So you will make mistakes after you're baptized. But you'll ask Jesus to forgive you and cleanse you, and he'll do it. And we'll walk toward heaven together. And as you're baptized, you may not hear the voice that says, you're my beloved child. I'm well pleased. You're not being baptized because somebody else is, but you're being baptized telling the world, I want to belong to the family of God. I want my life to grow into the likeness of Jesus. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.